This is the PGA of Canada Professional Development Podcast Series. Industry leaders, PGA professionals discussing technology, fitness, planning your business, building your career. These talks, these ideas, developed for you to live a better life and earn a better living. situation uh, like I said I was 27 when I got my first head professional job uh, and with me I felt like I needed to show somebody how smart I was or how great I was going to be at this job so I felt like I always had to validate where I was in my career uh, and show uh, personal worth I guess at any given time so I found myself always trying to sell sell myself sell what we were doing all the time uh, whereas I feel like sometimes if you just go in and ask more questions listen uh, there's so many bright people especially at at private clubs around any private club around the country to be honest um, that p those members that are there are there because they've been successful in in their respective businesses so uh, they've got a great feel for what's going on at the club um, really anything you're trying to do quite often it isn't revolutionary it's little minor tweaks here and there so if, if you can go in talk to members understand what it is they're looking for uh, it's really what making them happy it's, it has very little to do with what i want uh, it's i'm trying to deliver what it is they're looking for on a day-to-day -day basis so uh, whether it be in a boardroom, trying to feel like I need to answer the question right away and give them the answer and not letting her general manager finish the sentence, whatever that might be, it was uh, more so something I learned very quickly. It's just if, if you talk less, listen more, you're going to get a lot more value out of a lot of different situations and, and learn from some great people that are around you. Same thing being a younger guy within the association, uh, stepping into an environment where you could see you know, half a dozen things I could feel like I could fix right away. Uh, we could be better or tighter in a lot of different areas and I wanted to fix them all overnight. That's just my mentality, being driven to succeed. It's just, I wanna fix everything, everything has to be perfect, we're gonna get there. Um, but really, I had some great board members, to be completely honest, along the way say, Rich, we know what you're trying to do here, just slow down. You're gonna get there, but you need to have a bit of an approach as to how you make changes. Uh, one of my great uh, mentors, who happens to be my father-in-law, same thing, he's fantastic in, in the business environment, and say, you know, you can make 12 great changes, but at the end of the day, people are only gonna probably remember two or three of them anyway. So why not slow things down, focus on those two or three this year uh, to really make sure that they're done right, uh, done the right way, and that you've got staff buy-in too. Instead of trying to change everything right away, you've got to kind of slow down, be patient, and, uh, and have a bit of an approach for how you're going to do it as opposed to trying to fix it all at once, which isn't always realistic. This is one I still struggle with, to be completely honest. Um, be, coming from an environment working with Kevin in the past, uh, the answer was always yes. Didn't matter what it was. Uh, the answer is yes, we make people happy. That's really what it came down to for me, working at Angus Glen and Coppinwood. Um, what I've come to realize is as you progress through your career and there's times where you have to say no, or there's times where you're gonna make a decision and even though you think it's the, the right decision, the best decision in a situation, you're going to have people disagree with you and be upset and you've just gotta be okay with that. That kind of rubbed me the wrong way to start with um, because I wanna make people happy yeah. by nature, uh, that when somebody's disappointed, I wanna fix it but you can't always fix it. It's trying to make sure you're making the right decision for the 400 members um, based on the direction the board has given you, um, trying to do what's right for the staff uh, and trying to look, keep your eye on the big picture at all times and um, I guess try to tune up the noise to some extent that those, the squeaky wheel are always gonna be upset about something and you can't make them happy. So just trying to look at the big picture and keep that in mind all the time is uh, was something that I still work on right now to be honest, uh, but very important. Yeah, something we've touched on in the past as well too is 
uh, that balance between you know being in the office and being in front of members uh, is one I still uh, need to work on myself personally. Uh, that balance between being the head golf professional and owning the pro shop and trying not to spend too much time on, uh, on one or the other, trying to find the balance there. Balance between you know spending time with staff is something that I find is extremely important um, and working on their career progression and where they want to get to their uh, in their respective careers. So, and even the balance between work and home uh, is one that, uh, again, as I mentioned, I've got an extremely <laughs> forgiving fiance who's been, been very good to me, but still trying not to take advantage of that and finding the balance between all those different areas. Uh, it, it is a struggle, um, but it's something I try to focus on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis, trying to get a little bit better and uh, being surrounded by great people uh, within our operation has really made that uh, easier as time has gone on that I can uh, entrust in them bigger responsibilities and not have to check in on a day-to-day basis, just more at uh, kind of a high level as to where we're we at with certain tasks uh, has allowed me to kind of take myself out of the day-to-day operation, uh, really focus more on high-level initiatives we have going on, um, which allow me to find a bit better balance, but still working at it for sure. Again, this is something that I think is, uh, has been preached to me by our board of directors, which I've, I've learned a lot from. Uh, we've got a great group of, uh, of board members who have been very successful in their respective careers. And uh, one of the first things that our now president uh, has always preached is that, you know, here's the rules. If you follow them, you really can't go wrong. Um, again, that goes maybe against some of the things in, in my past that we always said, yes, it just you find a way, you make it happen. Whereas now, if our non-peak time starts at two o'clock, it starts at two o'clock, it's not 1.50. Mm-hmm. Um, although that might seem like it's a, a little hard, I think doing that on a consistent basis uh, sets the expectations for members. They understand um, exactly what it is we're trying to do. And it's being fair to all 400 people. Try not to play favorites, try not to, oh, this guy's great, he buys a lot in the shop, or this guy's awesome, he bought me a beer last week, whatever that might be. Is, You've got to be consistent and fair for everybody, no matter what. And I think uh, being consistent uh, lends itself to longevity, I would say, more than anything else. If you're fair and treat everybody the same, um, you put yourself in a good position, and it's tough to be second-guessed at that point. Not always easy, but it's, it's <laughs> probably the best way to go about it, I would think. Sure. Um, for me, it is still trying to find that balance. That's something that'll be a focus for me. Uh, between all those different areas, like I say, you've got a bunch of different pots boiling at, a, at any given time. Um, so trying to find the balance between those. So uh, as we've had some great staff kind of progress within our operation, uh, it's, uh, as I mentioned, I've been fortunate to allow them to operate the day-to-day operation, um, which has been fantastic in letting me take myself out of that, focus on high level, focus on member interaction, um, making sure that the big things are, are going right and even fine tuning little details, uh, whether it be service levels, um, staffing. Um, so it's, it's those little details really that we're working on more than anything else. So, you know, is a guy come in uh, clean shaven in the morning? Has a guy uh, come in in uniform with his name tag on? Uh, is he here 10 minutes early like he should be? Um, it's all those little details now that I can focus on the little things because they're running the day to day, which certainly makes things easier. So it's that balance, I think, that's the, the biggest one for me at this point. It was my first time at a, at a board meeting, absolutely. So that was uh, uh, an interesting process for sure, not knowing exactly what to expect going into it. It's, uh, you know, Rich, we've got a board meeting in three weeks. We need you to come make a presentation on what you've got going on. Okay. <laughs> uh, the answer to me is the same. It's always yes. So I'll find a way. We'll make it happen. I'll, I'll call my mentors and say, you know, what should I be doing in this situation? Uh, and you just kind of learn as you go, uh, realistically. And as now I've had a few years of going through it, it become a lot more comfortable and it's um, I'm fortunate to have some great mentors that I can call on uh, as needed and, and really as I mentioned before, it's learning how to word things I think is, uh, yeah. is as crucial as anything. It 
you might have a great idea, but if you can't articulate it the right way, uh, it's difficult to get it across and get it approved. So uh, working with some great people and learning you know, how to manage a boardroom, uh, how to take it in, how to present ideas, uh, how to make a presentation, uh, all those different things are, are crucial things to learn as you end up in that environment. It's tough to get a taste of that until you're just thrown into it. Um, so I've been fortunate to, to learn as I've gone and hopefully I can kind of impart some of that wisdom on, on our staff too so that they're a little bit more comfortable uh, before they walk into that environment. Sure, for me, I think it's listening, truthfully. It's, it's asking more questions and not trying to, to prove my value all the time. Um, that it's really listening to what it is the board members want to see happen uh, and where they want to see the club go. Uh, sure, I'll offer my input and opinion as to where I think the direction we should be going in, but it's really, if I can execute what they're looking to have happen, uh, I set myself up in a pretty good position, I think. So listening more, um, taking in everything they're saying, and then kind of delving that down into you know, one or two points um, that I can then articulate back and try to, to really determine where they want to go with things is really, I think, what I've learned the most. Just slow down, listen, and bring it back. Sure, um, I guess being around and managing a team is something that comes, um, I guess, somewhat natural to me and something that I'm very comfortable doing. Uh, that's really what it, I guess gravitated me to the industry to begin with is being around great people and being in a fun environment. So for me it's about creating an environment that's fun to come to every day. That you know golf course we're not you know curing cancer here. It's not life or death. People are coming here to have a good time. They should be here more often than not in a good mood. So it's trying to make it the most fun environment possible. So really that's that's really the foundation of everything we do is how do we make this a more fun place to work. Um, Deer Ridge is a place that's a a little bit more laid back. Our members like to have a good time. Uh, they prefer to go by nicknames more often than not. So uh, trying to operate under some relaxed professionalism is kind of what I uh, use as a terminology that, you know, it's Mr. and Mrs. until you're provided the opportunity to call them something else um, and really just providing a great work environment. So, you know, we punched the greens right after our club championships and right after we handed out the trophies, everybody jumped into two vehicles and we went up to Muskoka's for a day and a half because that's the window we had while we were punching the greens to get away. And when I sit down with staff at the end of the year and ask them what they enjoyed most, outside of everything, that was the one thing that came back, a day and a half trip away, which yeah. you know, doesn't take much to pull off. But the guys love that we spent you know, a day at a cottage and played some fantastic golf courses. That, yeah. um, when you can give back to staff and treat them, treat them fantastic, they kind of buy into everything you do. Uh, and that's really, I think, what I learned from Kevin more than anything is, um, it always goes back to a quote that I remember from Richard Branson from Virgin is that you train people well enough so that they can leave, but treat them well enough so they choose to stay. Um, so that's really the mentality that I try to take with, with our team is uh, train them so that you know, they're capable of leaving and walking into that next great job, but hopefully we give them a great environment that they want to stay in for a while uh, until they're at the point where they're ready to take that opportunity for their career. That's something that I still work at, to be completely honest. I know Dennis would always kind of get me pushed in front of the members more and more because I'm, I'm happy to be the guy behind the scenes. So, you know, Take, give everybody else the credit. They've worked hard, they've made it all happen. Um, and I'll be the guy to kind of take the blame when things go wrong. So that's it's kind of the mentality that I've, I've, I've seen around me. So that's kind of what I've had. But getting to be the guy you know, in front, the face more and more is a little outside my comfort zone more often than not. I'm, I'm more of the guy behind the scenes is where I like to be. So forcing myself out there more and more is something that's important. Uh, for me, it's finding the balance, like I said before, um, that I try to spend uh, at least uh, half an hour on the range on a day-to-day -day basis if I can. Just walking up and down the line, chatting with guys, how's your game? Um, I don't charge for lessons anymore. I'll just give somebody a, a freebie for 15, 20 minutes and then direct them to our director of instruction, right. who's truly the expert. So uh, it's those little things and little ways to give back where you expect nothing in return, I find are the best. Or 
Uh, myself and our general manager hop in a cart and we take a, at least one drive on the golf course day to day. Uh, part of the challenge we're faced with at Deer Ridge is it's not set up at the clubhouse in terms of driving traffic to the pro shop or where you need to be. So for me to see members, I've got to get out of the shop, realistically. So I'm in the dining room talking to guys as to how their round was or meeting their guest or uh, it could even be talking about a meal or what's going on in the city, any, any of that stuff. So it's just trying to find ways to get out of the pro shop, get in front of people, have conversations that are uh, just making sure they're happy and enjoying the experience as much as anything else. I think it's extremely important. It's something that, again, is on my list of... Uh, uh, professional development, I guess, is yeah. that uh, I think playing at a high level is still something that separates golf professionals from a business professional, yeah. uh, and an area that I need to improve. Um, I'm a decent player, but by no means am I, you know, Danny King, that's for sure. <laughs> so I've got a long way to go to become, uh, get to that level, but I think if you can play at a respectable level, uh, it does lend itself to credibility even within your organization. So uh, I think it's extremely valuable, and even, even a professional development seminar I was at in Orlando, put on by Titleist, they had their four key staff guys from Shinnecock and from the Country Club of Brookline and, uh, and Scioto, so some of the top clubs in the U.S. and they all preach about how important it is to be to still play at a high level. Um, and that's something that's really stuck with me that uh, we've got a simulator now in the winter and I've tried to find you know 20 minutes here and there to hit balls where I can and, and get your game to a point that's at a good spot and playing with as many different members. Uh, something that I've preached to our staff quite a bit. We've got a great group of members and it's very easy to play with, uh, with one group because they like to play for cash and they're good players. Uh, but it's important to play with as many different people as you possibly can and understand uh, what everybody's looking for. Uh, and that's something we've instituted in a members league that's been very successful over the last two years. Uh, and playing, so it forces me to play every Wednesday, which is great. Um, but now trying to find, you know, an additional nine holes or an additional 18 holes in there where I can uh, is something that's, that's important that I'll continue to focus on as, as I go through my time at Deer Ridge. Uh, that's a good question. I would say there's a lot of things that maybe the members don't see. They see kind of what's happening day to day. Uh, they don't see the hours necessarily that maybe we put in the winter months. That you know maybe they think, oh, it's winter. The golf pro just you know it's probably summer sunny right now. Uh, when realistically, you know my hours I, I try to stay to five days a week as much as possible um, to have a bit of a, a life at home as well. But I'm still there. You know nine to six thirty is a typical day, and I don't think our members would probably realize that that. The winter months especially are is that opportunity where we can really get better within our operation and find those areas to improve. Um, so I, our members probably aren't aware of that, which is completely fine. Um, and the staff, uh, that's a good question. I, I think they're pretty on the ball in terms of what they, what they see in terms of what it takes to get to that level. Um, you know, we operate on a five-day work week because it's important for me to instill balance in the rest of our staff that, you know, a lot of times growing up in this industry, it's six days a week, you're at the club, you're only at the club. Um, but I've come to realize as you get older, that's, that's not everything. Work is a part of who you are, it's not everything. Um, so I can sell five day, work, five day work weeks for them, but I'm there six days, yeah. just because that's where I feel I need to be in order to be successful in my position. Yeah. Uh, the club hasn't asked me to do that, it's just in order to be the best at what it is that I do, I feel like I need to be there, uh, be visible and be helpful to our members and staff as, as frequently as I can, while still trying to find the balance. That's a great question, it was the first question I reached out and asked, asked uh, you know, some of the key guys within our industry. So I called on some of the guys I mentioned before, and Dennis and Ian Krebin, and uh, I'm trying to think about Todd McGrath at that point, um, Doug Rankin at Toronto Golf, those guys who have been successful. And all of them, what I value the most is seeing the longevity. Sometimes it's difficult within our association to see guys be as a head professional general manager for an extended period of time. So to me, those who have done it over you know, a career like a Doug Rankin, with you know, yeah. it's been there forever, uh, clearly he's doing something right. So if I could learn from them, then I, maybe I can impart that wisdom to the rest of our staff. So 
what all of them stressed more than anything, and it still rings true to me now, is that uh, the most important thing is one, staying current. So staying uh, current with everything that's going on, whether that be technology or anything that's happening within the industry. Um, so that to me means, you know, I'm looking at websites on a day-to-day -day basis. Education, I'm trying to stay a step ahead is something we've talked about. Mm -hmm. um, and always just trying to be exactly that, just be a one step ahead of everybody else if I can be, or as much as I can. Um, the next thing that they instilled to me was uh, the value of, of a great team. That they've been successful because they've had some great people around them. Uh, and I've come to realize that really quick, no matter how good you are as an individual, it's irrelevant if you're not surrounded by good people. Um, so the success we've seen at Deer Ridge is based on having a great team around us. Um, great team of assistant professionals, uh, great team in the kitchen, great team in turf. It's very much everybody coming together to, to create a great product. And uh, those are really the two things that I would say I've learned from the most from those guys who are kind of that generation or step above me um, is just that, that you know, having those two things are, are critical to get to the, the long-term, I guess, success as well. Uh, for me, it was just trying to bring in the people with the right mentality, as we talked about before. If you've got the right attitude, uh, I feel like I, I've been fortunate to work at some great places and learn from some great people that I've taken some things that I've learned and I can impart that to others. So if you've got the right attitude, you're willing to come in and learn, I feel like we can teach you anything. So that's kind of what I focus on when we were building the team at Deer Ridge is come in with the right attitude, come here to have fun really more than anything that you know, I want guys to come in smiling. I like guys joking around. I think it's good. Now, you've got to know when to toe the line and when to turn it on and off, but I want it to be a fun environment. And that's really, if you, if you walk into the pro shop at Deer Ridge, I think that's what you probably get more than anything else or, or into our back shop is that these guys seem to love coming to work. They're all smiling. They're all joking around. They're all having fun. Um, and that's really the environment we try to create more than anything else. And I try to still in, on the rest of the staff is come here to have a good time, work hard. And there will be times where we're going to put in some long hours. Uh, but if you're here to have a good time, here to, to learn, um, there's no, uh, no stop to where you can get to in your career. There's no doubt about that. It's a good question. Um, that goes back a number of years now. I feel like I'm, I'm the old guy on the block now all of a sudden. And I get reminded now at the club because I just turned 30 that I'm now the second oldest member of our management team, which, yeah. is, which is funny and, and it's fantastic. Really young team. It's very young, and, and, but it leads itself to that constant drive to be better. So. Yeah. Um, I would say if I went back to where I was, you know, back in the, in the back shop at Oshawa, uh, I would probably just stress the importance of, of a great mentor, truthfully. Um, and that's, I probably didn't realize the value at that time. Um, but I, mean, I remember a quote that I've read too, that sometimes, you know, a great mentor can be the equivalent of a college education or a university education. Yeah. You can learn more from a great person than sometimes you can in a classroom environment. So uh, when, it, when I speak to, you know, career progression and all these things we've talked about are the things that I wish I knew back then. I would say it's just that would probably be the most important is, you know, find a great person you can learn from that's willing to work with you, um, that wants the best for you. Uh, sometimes um, it's a challenge because if you're doing a great job at your particular environment, they don't want you to leave. And, and I get that. But the situation we're at Deer Ridge is I want people there for, you know, three or four years or whatever that looks like for their progression. And then I want them to take on the next big job because I want them to get to where they want to go. So find somebody who kind of shares your same mentality that's willing to help you. Uh, work with you and help you get to where you want to go and I think a mentor is extremely important uh, in that process to, to get you where you ultimately want to be.